Hello and welcome to episode 107 of No Low Time. My name is Hobbit Velez and with me is the destroyer of podcasts, Mr. Julian. Destroyer podcast, destroyer of no load time. Shut the show down. It's over. <laughs> he shut it down. He <laughs> shut actually down. shut. He actually shut it down over the weekend. Shut it down. <laughs> Joe, what are you doing? I will shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh doing, yeah. Man, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, busy. You know how it goes. It's happening. There's a lot of stuff happening out there. We're uh, ramping up at work, so it's going to be a very busy few months so our recording schedule is probably going to get all shuffled up for uh the foreseeable future so so we're we're getting to that to that time usually the summers where we are pretty consistent with the recordings but it's ramping up man but uh but it's it's good it's all good and it's uh i'm excited so we'll see uh but yeah and i'm doing all right and how are you yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I remember in the last episode I was mentioning to you guys that like I was gonna probably go out to the movies and see Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt space movie, and I, I made it out and, and saw that movie in IMAX last week. Um, pretty cool. Uh, it was, you know, I, in general something you know I think you and I owe better similar in this, but you know, very big uh, sci-fi fans in general uh, they love space epics. Uh, and we don't get too many good ones out there, but I, I enjoy getting, seeing a good space film in general. Uh, there's some stinkers out there. There's some interesting ones, and there's some great ones, right? Of course, Star Wars being one of my personal <laughs> favorites, right? Uh, that's all fictional, but still fun. Uh, anyways, uh, so Ad Astra being another space movie that was going to be an IMAX, naturally I had to go out and see it if I, if I could. And, uh, you know... You, looking at the coming attractions and whatnot, you would probably look at it and think like it's a very generic uh, space movie of this guy just like trying to fix a satellite or something. Nope, it's not what this movie is. They really travel across the uh, across the universe to some degree. Uh, they go they, they go to some new spaces and parts that that, that are not um, talked about, but only hypotheses. In uh, for scientists, so I thought that was really interesting the way they displayed some scientific um, uh, theories that have been said about space. They, they they really showcase it in a unique way, worth the IMAX experience. I think if I would have watched it at home, I probably would have been a lot more bored. But because of the the visual spectacularness of it on a big screen, I'm just sitting back on, oh my goodness, look at this beautiful planet and this beautiful thing. Uh, and it's not just beautiful, but it's also adventurous. Um, you know, the, the, the whole idea of the movie is, right, the answers we seek are on the other side of the universe. Um, and you think, okay, that must mean that they're, like, trying to find, like, alien life. And, yes, alien life is a big part of the movie. Um, however, of course, because this is a you know, movie that is probably trying to get an Oscar, trying to get some type of critical recognition, it uh, tries to take a more personal turn than it does a more um, scientific one. So... Uh, you know that that part of it was was uh, was interesting, but not really what I was there for. But regardless, had a good time. Uh, if you want to see a space epic, if you're into space epics, or you haven't gone out and seen a space epic, yeah, give that Astra a try in theaters. If you watch it at home, might not be as entertaining because it's really just for a nice big screen beauty experience. Gotcha. Hideo Kojima likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I liked it. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, it looks good. It actually looks pretty good. Uh, so I'm curious to see it. Uh, it's not, it's not on my 
top of the list, but I'll, I'll catch it eventually. Um, yeah, no much on my end, man. Uh, you got to spend some time with, again, Battlefront 2. And the reason being that last weekend or last week, the uh, clone troopers got added to the Republic roster. And they're pretty good. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that they are an enforcer class. And I had my enforcer class already maxed out. So I basically got a, a maxed out clone trooper out of the bat. And, and, it, and it was pretty good. So it very interesting how they did it. It's very different from all the other classes, meaning your, your weapon actually doesn't overheat. It runs out of ammo. Like you actually have ammo. Interesting. Uh, instead of it uh, getting overheated and then you having to use the cooldown mechanic, uh, which I, I find that cooldown mechanic just is just fine. Um, but most of the weapons actually overheat pretty quick, which is a shame. Uh, this, one's, this one's not like that. This is actually ammo. So you still have your cooldown bar, but you see it deplete. And then when you run out of ammo, you don't go into a cooldown state. It just goes into a reload animation. So that's it's very different from all the other classes, and it has some really cool power ups. It has like a not it's not a force push, but it has like a like a sonic push, basically, uh, or like a seismic push sort of thing. It has a really really slow rocket launcher or grenade launcher that does pretty good damage, but is extremely slow, and and it has a shield, uh, basically like a shield mechanic. But overall, pretty good. I like the design. Of course, though, that uh, uh, clone commando design is really nice. So, so that was pretty good. And got to play a lot of that. Got to actually play as the clone commando a lot. So that's that's pretty cool. And I, but I still haven't seen the other map they've added. Um, they've added another map for the. Uh, for the uh, Galactic Conquest, and I I can't remember the name of the planet. Joel is the the planet is briefly on episode three. Is the one with Mustafar? No, it's the one where they were uh, the uh, where where Isla Sakura gets killed. The one with the big mushrooms. Oh my gosh! Uh, I forgot the name. It's a it's a not yeah, yeah, yeah. super popular planet. Yeah, because they already had Kashyyyk. Uh, they've added they added Kashyyyk yep. and they added the full Naboo map. Right. Um, so those are in. Um, so they added that uh, other place from episode three. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the game is great. Uh, game was like six dollars this week again on, on PlayStation. So uh, which, by the way, we do have a lot of PlayStation news, but we'll get there. We'll get there, guys. We promise. Um but yeah, man, overall, very good. Uh, other than that, I actually played some Kingdom Hearts again. My daughter wanted to like, hey, let's play the Disney game. So pulled in Kingdom Hearts 3 and actually finished uh, getting all the Lucky Emblems. So did that. Uh, that was pretty good. So looking forward to that DLC that's coming out. Uh, they said winter, but they didn't say if it was winter 2019 or winter 2020. So, I mean, meaning winter 2020, like between January and February, not not December of next year. No, so no. yeah. Um so we'll we'll see when that comes out. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was a quiet weekend. Uh and just to just to do a quick seg segue, I went ahead and got it. 
Just so, have, just so they don't call me out. <laughs> yep. Nope. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. So uh, just for if you're if you're uh, not watching the video version, holding up uh, a 4K Blu-ray copy of Spider-Man: Far From Home. So I was able to secure one of those. Uh, it's been getting uh, that, especially the 4K version, has been selling out pretty quick everywhere. So I was able to get one at Best Buy today, and uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. And and with I can't that, wait to, I can't wait to hear what you have to say when you watch it. All right, all right, no, I'll watch it. I'll watch it over the weekend, so I'll let you know for sure. Uh, and with that, we will segue into our topics for the week. Um, and just going back to our quick Facebook Live video that we did, we did last week. Again, Spidey's back in the MCU with one movie, one team-up movie. And then after that, whatever comes. And meanwhile, Sony will still keep working on their own Spider-Verse. Joel, man, take it away because you're the Spidey guy. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Well, talking about it on, on the Facebook Live, that was a very genuine, raw, raw reaction from us on, on there. I had literally just found out, Obed, you saw me literally jumping for joy, literally yep. jumping up and down. Uh, couldn't contain myself. And it wasn't that because I was surprised that this was going to happen, but you know, I felt that enthusiastic the first time that I heard right that the deal had been struck between Sony and Disney because up until that point, um, it was something where, like, they had said it would never happen. This, this, there would always Sony would take this property, run into the ground because it wasn't like they didn't make a profit necessarily off of Amazing Spider-Man Two or any of the other stuff, right? But it all comes down to money at the end of the day, and that's where the deal first that was struck between Disney and Sony, I believe, was a, a hope of Sony to make a profit even more so, right? Yep. Um, it was out today in various news outlets that Tom Holland actually played a big part in bringing them together, which is great because you can tell that he cares, right? And he wants to make this happen and he wants to make the fans happy. And, you know, he already, he's already scheduled to do projects for Sony with Uncharted and, and, you know, he has a, I think a Pixar movie coming out too. So there's a lot of stuff happening with Tom Holland and, I think that it's fans should thank him first for have, making the deal because, you know, he's the one that actually seems to be the one that actually stepped up and was able to bring them together into an agreement. Um, that being said, Joel, now we have details of what the the deal behind the scenes is. So um, if you want to just go ahead and give us more info, just going back to the original one, it was a 5% deal. On box office returns, Disney still kept all marketing, not not marketing rights, but uh, merchandise rights. Yep. Yeah, this, yeah, distribution and uh, merchandise rights for the movie. Yep. Uh, so what's the revision on that, man? Yeah, so basically now all that we have confirmed, according to The Hollywood Reporter, is that Disney's going to foot some of the bill for the production of the movie. They're going to uh, put out 25%. Uh, for this of the film's budget, they're going to actually help pay for, and uh, and also they'll also help them to take twenty five percent from the profits of the upcoming movie as well. So they're helping with funding it. They're taking a little bit off of Dis uh, off of Sony's back of what they're actually putting out to to make the movie. Sony's still doing the majority, seventy five percent, and they're also still requiring seventy five percent of the box office too, in comparison to that fifty fifty split that they originally wanted to have that that Disney wanted to have. Uh, originally so obed i 
I think this is something that um, makes sense. Like, you know, when you look at it from a financial standpoint, like I told you, the 50-50 thing was just never going to happen under any oh, yeah, that's CEO, too much. Un- under any CEO. Like, you, you do the math, and they actually – Sony would have actually – might have actually lost money in that deal. I read stuff. There's stuff on Forbes and stuff out there that really displays you what, how that really works from a breakdown. Um, smarter people than me, so read that and look it for yourself. But, uh, you know, when, when I look at this and see 25% of the box office for, for the distribution of just the Sony film, um, I'm curious now if more will come out in the sense of will Sony get any type of um, additional financial kickers from Disney for the MCU appearances? Because I feel like that's some undisclosed funds that are also going to be given to Sony as a thank you very much. Here's a, a little gift wrapping for you those are things that don't usually make the cut right now just because those those funds can change and they may not be contractual but they're on a gentleman's handshake that we're going to give you a little something we'll make sure it's sweet and also as a way of also giving good faith for potential future beyond just these two movies i'm glad that they're they're looking at a short-term idea finish out what we've started but that doesn't mean that we're necessarily done it just means that if we are done we we're not leaving you know on a cliffhanger but if we, you know, if we aren't done, we can continue to, to go really well. So I'm, I'm a fan of it, of course, not just for the sake of, of having Spider-Man back, but also from the sake of that there's, there's, a, there's an immediate vision, right? And, and, and when you watch, you'll watch Far From Home. When you do, you'll see the two post-credit scenes. And you're going to think the same thing. Like, how w- could I have watched this movie, see the end of this thing, and then to, and like, not get anything? Not even connect. That would have been so weird, bro. It's possible, but ooh, it would have been weird. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see because I'm I'm going in blind. I haven't I no spoilers other than that what I've seen on trailers. So I'm I'm good. Um, but yeah, uh, good. The what concerns me is whatever type of Spider Verse Sony is gonna do. Of course, we we talked about the Batman Web thing uh, briefly on the video that, um, on the, on the Facebook live that we did when the news news broke. I mean, I know who Madam Webb is because of the Spider-Man nineties cartoon. If it wouldn't been for that, I would have no clue who she is because she is such a, like, not, I don't want to say unpopular, but, obscure character from the spider-man universe i mean where are they going with this i mean maybe that's going to be what's going to connect you know venom and all these other things that they're working on morbius and whatever i mean i don't know how they're gonna pull it off i don't i really don't care for madame webb no one cares about her about her i mean it's like the morbius movie movie is like zero no no one cares uh, this is like the Jonah Hex when it came out. I was like, no one cares about Jonah Hex. Also, the movie was awful. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things. Um, the way that Sony made it sound, Joe, also on, on some other press stuff that they put out there, is that Spider-Man is the only character yes. mcu character yeah. that it's able to cross over universes. And that was super weird. It was like, well, that means that that he's going to be doing stuff in the MCU and he's going to come here and help Venom fight Carnage. That's my understanding. Like when you tell me that, that's what I, that's what I think. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Now 
would it be wise for for Sony in being in the position that are they're, they're right now, right? And and with Spider Man, it, it's okay, right? If they want to do you know whatever, bring him in and do and do his own uh, crossover, whatever. That's fine. Um, what if they go a different route, Joe? What if they do like Scarlet Spider instead of doing like an actual Spider-Man movie? And what if they do their own Spider-Verse with another version of Spider-Man from another universe, like like Scarlet Spider? Um, <clears throat> you know, and just to avoid confusion with Spider-Man, just Scarlet Spider as as your you know main hero, which is basically you know. It's a spider. It, it is. It is the definition. The poor man, Spider Man. I mean, it is the definition of a Spider Man clone. Like, if you're going to say a spider, yeah. I mean, it is a clone, a Peter Parker clone with like knockoff, you know, Spider Man suit. Uh, looks cool though. Like the whole, the whole, the whole red and blue thing. You know, it, they may make it work, but. Why not do something like that instead of just trying to force Holland back into this thing and having it suck and then go back to the MCU and then it's like, oh my gosh, Spider-Man's here, yes. And you know <laughs> Sony Sony's gonna do whatever Sony wants to do, but I don't can't imagine them doing another like, hey, we'll have a knockoff Spider-Man if they have the full ability to use Tom Holland. And he's a moneymaker. They're not going to say for the sake of Disney, like they're going to do what's good for Sony, right? So they're going to. So if they think that putting Tom Holland in the next Venom movie is going to give them more money and give them more positive buzz, not that that movie needs it necessarily, I I, I think Sony's going to do it rather than saying, oh, we don't want to damage the look of this guy. It's in a Disney movie, not our own movies. So I'm sure they would do it, but but as a as somebody who's protective and and and. and could care less about the business side of it right just wants to see a good movie see a good story yeah i don't want to see tom holland uh, even touch anything to do with the madam web and i don't want that 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 doesn't exist but how do you take spider-man characters and not have spider-man they did it with venom oh but i know i talked to you the other day it's like have you seen venom you're like i haven't no. seen it yet i guess that movie's been out this is a year actually it's it was been a year yeah last year and so I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know of anyone who talked about it that much after seeing it in theaters. It, it did pretty well in theaters, but mind you, that was October. There's not really many good movies in October. Spider-Man again, being successful in Infinity War, those kinds of things. People assumed Spider-Man was going to be in that movie. He wasn't. But like, I, I mean, he was. I, a, the the thing is like, and again, I haven't. Wa- I haven't watched. Uh, sorry, I spoiled far- it for you. No, 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 no. But I, I, no, I, 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 I'm fine. Um, I really I haven't watched Far From Home, but you know, like Spider Man is like a a central motivator in Endgame. How can you have the your central motivator, you know, the the central motivation, just out out you, you, it's you out can't. and not that. Disney, yeah. Disney invested into this as well. Like Bro. they took a risk by allowing that type of connection in that way to help further Spider-Man's story. And and when you watch Far From Home, like, you're, like we, you and I joked about it on that episode when the original news came out of, hey, he's not gonna be in this according to, you know, the separation. You and I said Tony Stark did not die for this. Like yeah, exactly. Like you literally watched Dude, they- the. 
to watch the movie and Happy says to him, I'm not trying to spoil it, but Happy no, says to him, Tony died knowing that knowing that there would be a, a Spider-Man in the world. Like he wanted to make sure Spider-Man was around. Yeah. If I go out, I you're good. You're good. That was in the trailers. Yeah, you're yeah. You know, right. Like, like, like he literally says, like that, that's literally the motivation behind it. So, yeah. there's there's no way around it. I'm happy. It's, it's for our benefit. Uh, I the Bob Iger tweet was funny. I don't know, I'm sure you saw that. I, I haven't seen it. No. So he was like, the feud is over between Disney and Sony. The feud is over. Feud, I was like, wow, that's that's ballsy. You know, say that we were feuding with one another. But I know, uh, right? Spy, Sony put out a, a tweet, you know, that literally just had the spider logo on it. Insignia, you know, spider, uh, <laughs> insignia, but the spider emoji right on it, and said nothing, but just put that, uh, that out. Um, so uh, you know, it, it was an awkward, but uh, that means that there was that, that that means that there was a lot of drama behind the scenes. Yeah, Iger Shrimp said a Disney Sony feud is over. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that means that there's there were sandwiches thrown. <laughs> yeah, probably. more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I can't. I wish there was gonna be like a documentary or something that comes. A book. A book. Yeah. I'm all here for it. Yeah, seriously. Someone should make a. Someone should make a book about how first how Disney made it happen, right, and then how this whole thing, this entire thing, played out. It's yeah. Dude, I remember uh, not to not to detract, but I remember before like this whole thing happened, Amazing Spider-Man was out a thing or whatever, and really wanted to see Spider-Man in the MCU. I remember tweeting like this guy, I forget it was it was a reporter for like one of the major outlets. I can't remember who it was. I tweeted to him and I said, uh, what do you think the chances are that one day Spider-Man will be in a, 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 a Marvel Avengers movie? And he's, he actually responded to my tweet and said, there is zero chances that will ever happen. I wish I would save, I should have saved that tweet or maybe I could find it in my old Twitter. Your archive, yeah. Archive yeah. it. But uh, yeah, it, 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 what a great time to be alive, dude. I know, seriously, seriously. Uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're excited. And uh, the movie actually comes out before Black Panther 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, it's scheduled to come out, what, 2021, summer 2021? Yes, July 16th, summer 20, uh, 2021. Yeah, so in uh, in two years, I, about a year and a half, we will have our next Spider-Man movie. When will we see him again? Maybe 2023, when after uh, Black Panther comes out, because that's probably when the next big team-up movie is going to be. Um, again, there's talk of characters coming back uh, that were supposed to be dead during some of the uh, Disney Plus series. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, I think those Disney Plus series are going to be pivotal, Joel, to what the next line of movies are going to be. So I think they're, they're going to be setting up, and I think they're doing a great job with not just having marvel again on the movie theaters you know you'll have your movie here and there but just expanding the universe with this series and i think that's a fantastic idea um also joe i don't know if you saw that disney canceled the the hulu ghostwriter show i did uh because they're they're supposedly they supposedly got all the tv rights for all of their characters now so they can basically reboot the netflix franchises if they want it so yeah 
very interesting stuff, man. That, that's something that we'll have to keep our eye on, stay tuned for, because I, I don't, I don't want to speculate that it's going to be another TV series. I don't want to speculate that it's going to be another movie. That was very like an obvious. We had to, they had to do something with those characters. Part of the whole, especially the whole Daredevil thing, like there was a whole rights reverted situation that happened there for them to even be able to use it. So we'll see. Maybe it will be a, a cinematic thing that where they try and bring them into the film side. Maybe they stick to television. We'll see, bro. I, I will keep our Who eyes knows? peeled. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. The uh, uh, the Daredevil stuff was uh, was definitely a disappointment. Uh, speaking of disappointments, Joel, Birds of Prey released their trailer. I mean, it's that's all right. It's it's I. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it was great because it was. It wasn't like visually. It looked fine. You know, good colors, good lighting. Um, you know, of course, Margot Robbie. So it's it's fine, right? But at the same time, um, the the, the most exciting part of the trailer to me is, of course, Ian McGregor. <laughs> That's Black Mask. And uh, because every, again, he's so great. He's, every scene he's in, he just steals it. And, uh, and every every time we saw him in the trailer, that was when I was like, oh, yeah, oh, that, looks, that looks pretty good. It's pretty dope. Um, but, but bro, I don't, I, I feel nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, so, like, my thing is, if this movie wasn't a DC movie or it wasn't, and it wasn't, characters that i know from the comics or and are familiar with if it was just an original movie with the same you know plot line but characters i've never seen before you know karen the former harlot or something right <laughs> like it was it's not harley quinn right or something like that i would have zero interest in this movie i'm gonna be honest with you it's only because i know who harley quinn is it's only because of you know like mentioned black mask like only because of me knowing who these characters are that actually says I'll give something like this a chance. Um, but it, it, it looks so, um, so generic and something that I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't ask for. So I was hoping you would at least give me something of, wow, like this looks amazing, but it almost looks more like a political check mark. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they, they, I, I don't want to bash DC, right? Right. Uh, because on the other side, then they're doing like the crisis stuff that looks freaking awesome, right? Well, Joker that comes out tomorrow. And Joker that comes out. That, I'll be yeah. checking that out. Yeah, exactly. And Joker comes out tomorrow and looks great. But, you know, you're coming up with it. It's hard to follow up Suicide Squad. That's what the problem is here, Joel. Suicide Squad was so bad that it that that even trying to do a follow up to it in a certain way right it's just rough and yeah. it's just overall a rough time we'll see uh suicide squad 2 just started uh 2 just started production this week james con james gone go ahead went ahead and posted um production notes and whatnot so they they that's already on yeah maybe when that comes out we'll actually see some stuff you know change in in the in, in the right direction uh, when it comes to uh, these characters, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, what other what other characters were there? Uh, Black Canary is there, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I couldn't even point pinpoint anyone else other than Black Max and Canary, and of course Hardly. So 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Black Canary, Huntress, uh, Huntress. Victor Zaz. Um, there's some others that I are also smaller characters I don't know about, but I mean, like, it, 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 there's another part about Obed that to me is like, well, I, I'm not excited about it, and I and it doesn't look that great. It's like if it is as 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 much of a meh movie as it looks to be, it's kind of unfortunate that this might be the first time people see some of these characters. And this is the way they introduce them because you know how yeah. people are. They always associate characters to movies, not to like their source material. So like, like black mask is a dope character. And like, if it's, and it's not, that wouldn't be necessarily even McGregor's fault. Like if it's, if it's just a, a strange, you know, thing that they do there, people are always going to equate it to this thing. And if Victor yeah. Zaz is not a great thing, people are going to say, Oh, that, that guy's nothing. You know, when you have a great performance, you know, people always compare it like the Joker and Heath Ledger, right? They're always going to compare it to that because it was a great thing. But something's a letdown. They're also going to be like, oh, geez, I remember the last time we had one of those. Like Green Lantern hasn't had another one because of that effect. Yeah, they were, they were, the lanterns were just referenced in Justice League. Yeah. yeah, Like, like, well, in passing. Seriously. Yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be all right. Who knows? Uh, yeah, like you said, you were going to go check out The Joker tomorrow. Uh, there's uh, reviews out there by internet personalities that we that we follow. They all seem to like it. There's there's a few. I've seen a, a few of the uh, internet personalities that I've liked for a long time and follow express their woke opinions on it and whatever, right? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You don't, Absolutely. You don't bother me. You can say whatever you want. But... Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like if you're trying to be woke just for just for you know controversy's sake, come on, you know. But I'm not gonna thank DC for for hating on DC. I'm not gonna try and look for problems. I hope we have a good time. We'll yeah, see. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, DC again. Going back to the crisis stuff, that looks pretty good. Like I said, I I'm out of my word. If it's great, I'll buy it on Blu-ray. So I'm good with that. Um, and. And there's also rumors that there may be multiple villains in the Batman movie again this week. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I think DC is gonna do their own their own thing. Oh, like sure. like I said, they're they're definitely gonna be uh, they're definitely gonna be doing their own thing. So yeah, man, we are going to take a quick break, Joel, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Joe, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was playing Destiny 2. I didn't mention it the week before that I actually played through the base game's single-player experience. And I did a couple of the events that that pop up here and there. Um, And I had a pretty decent time with it. I I mean, that wasn't wasn't bad at all. I mean, I actually had pretty good fun. Um, And I mentioned to you last week that they've completely removed all the Activision uh, logos from uh, the game booting and from the menu and everything. So uh, so that was pretty interesting to see. Uh, what's really interesting, Joe, is that yesterday they released their uh, first, basically, basically was the relaunch of Destiny 2 uh, with the, where they released Shadowkeep and, you know, the new expansion and they changed menus. They have adjusted a few things. And 
great for Bungie, man. They uh, the servers were down <laughs> for for uh, I mean for 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 a little while they were down, and uh, and Destiny overall had uh, the most uh, concurrent players uh, ever. So good for Bungie, man. Talk about uh, a redemption story here. That 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 show that goes to show that you can make it that even. It, you can get out of the deal, even if you make a deal with the devil, like like they did with Activision. Um, now, what's Activision gonna do? I don't know. If, I don't know how they're planning to monetize Call of Duty. Uh, of course, Call of Duty Mobile just released it this week, and that seems to be getting very positive impressions. But uh, yeah, Joel, what do you think of Bungie and this and this whole uh, rede- redemption arc that they're I- in uh, right now? Good for them. Um, you know, like it's not very often you hear somebody that's able to survive after, you know, the things that people like this go through in these types of uh, interesting partnerships. Breaking away was good for uh, the creative vision and the future of Destiny. There's a strong fan base there. Many people I know that are uh, very large fans of this of this franchise of this game. Uh, you know, knowing that now that the, with them break away, that they've completely disassociated themselves and are moving in a forward projection, that's the right thing to do. That's the only thing you can do. And uh, hopefully they can see, show that they, they don't need, you know, Activision. They can do stuff on their own. They can continue to do well with, uh, with Destiny and uh, keep people happy. So that's what we can only hope for and keep an eye on. But this is going to be the proving time for them. So far, so good. You really like what you're seeing, Obed. You like what you're playing. People seem to be happy. Um, we'll it's keep good. We'll an eye out and see how they continue to thrive and life after Activision. Yeah. Yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, Joe, there seems to be trouble in paradise. Uh-oh. Um, there was some unexpected shakeups and people leaving and other stuff that happened at PlayStation this week. Uh, with the big one being that Sean Layden, the chairman of uh, Sony Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios, is leaving the company. Uh, they this got announced in what seemed to me a very passive aggressive sort of tweet, saying that um, basically the tweet says it is with great emotion. Not specified, definite, you know, which emotion, uh, but, you know, <laughs> but it is with great emotion that we announced that Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden will be departing SIE. His visionary leader, leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his, his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean. Sean Layden was uh, worked for Sony since, uh, I believe, 1987. Three decades worth. Yeah. And uh, he was with PlayStation since the beginning. So, yeah, uh, pretty crazy stuff, Joel. Um, we'll follow up with the other news that came out uh, yesterday and then this morning. Uh, but, dude, this is a big deal. What do you think, man? What's going on? I don't know what's what this deal is. Like, I, I you know, you just mentioned it. Like, it's this trouble in paradise because, like, things seem to be going very well. Business seems to be doing very well for them. Uh, creativity doesn't seem to be a problem. Uh, there seems to be a lot of things from the business standpoint that that are flowing and doing well with working with developers, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so when I look at this, I want to know like what, when you do a restructure, what makes you look at Sean Layden and say, peace, I'm out. Obit, do you have any more insight as to why this guy would, because honestly I'm reading this and it doesn't make any sense. So the only thing that I can find, right. And I started, I started looking for info uh, was in the Spanish website, josoyungamer.com. They posted an article uh, with apparently what's happening. Um, and it seems to be an internal power struggle. Uh, and there was clashes and disagreements uh, between Sean Layden and Jim Ryan, who is the current CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment. Um, of course, I talked about Jim Ryan in the past. And Jim Ryan, I know for sure, man, it's not an easy dude to work with because he's been out there, you know, knocking their own. You know, he, he's, he's always been a marketing guy, a PR guy, and an and, and infamous one at that. So maybe that had to do something with that. Uh, so apparently a lot of the disagreements where where Jim wanted to basically take PlayStation in the future, where they wanted to be more open to do more things like, I mean, we can, we can just segue into it because it's, sure. we, we can just probably mix the big, mix the entirety of this next two, three stories all together um, because they, 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 they have to do with what's going on. Absolutely. So the first one that broke yesterday was that uh, PlayStation Now is basically cutting the price in half to $9.99. I mean, from $20, it's basically the same as Game Pass. And they're, 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 they're going to compete against Stadia, right? They need to be ready. And PlayStation one still was like, oh, no, this thing's $20. That's the sort of thing. And they were not reacting, right? Sadia was coming up with this thing. XCloud has a beta, I think, the end of this week. And and Sony was not reacting. And they needed to, you know, they're they're sailing the they're they're cruising with the first party stuff and you know, The Last of Us and 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 Death Stranding and sales and all this stuff, right? They're cruising, but they're it seems that they're living in the moment and they're not thinking about the future. It's like not putting money in your retirement account. Yep. Um so, so what's, what's happening is that, in my opinion, Jim Ryan wanted to move PlayStation into a more future-proof direction. And I think that uh, Sean Layden was more of living in the moment. And, I mean, I like, I like Layden. I have nothing against him. Um, he's, not, he was not, he's not Jack Trenton. Because Jackie T was great. <laughs> so but but at the same time you know he came out and he did the god of war thing and he did really good interviews i you know one of my favorite interviews is him and you know as much as i don't like greg miller but they have he had a really good interview with with sean Layden, uh and and sean explained uh, about you know about not wanting to have games as a service. It's like, oh, it's really easy for me to say. It's like, oh, games as a service. I like it. I want one, you know. But at the same time, you need to diversify. Yes, PlayStation is doing great with their first party, single player narrative experiences, but they were really lacking when it comes to uh, 
you know, this perpetual things like destiny, for example, look at destiny. Now, uh, look at what Microsoft's doing with, you know, other properties that they have and, and what their future is. Right. So I think that had to play a lot in it. The other part of it being crossplay, which that was highly debated. Sean Layden made it, you know, comments. It's like, Oh, you know, we don't want our thing. You are our, our, our properties, no, not our properties, but games in the platform cross pollinating because we want to make sure that everyone gets the best experience and all this stuff. It was announced this morning that crossplay is available for everyone now. So any developer can, like, if EA wanted to do crossplay on Battlefront next week and put a patch out there, dude, and we can play against Xbox people. It's done. Like, they can do it. And I think that was a big thing that under Sean Layden was not handled very well overall. Um, I don't think that this, the, the, you know, Sony necessarily was, was not happy with him, but I think that the direction that the next gen is coming, uh, and, you know, it's coming along and the, uh, and, the direction we're gaming as, as a you know as a whole is going in the next five years uh, is going to dramatically change to a more you know digital and then in the cloud sort of environment, and, and I think that Layden was more of a tradition more of a traditionalist, and uh, Jim Ryan being a PR guy and marketing guy, he was looking at the future. Um, I, I think that that's my opinion based on on what this site posted. Uh, and, and what I read on the article, I think that that's potentially what's happening, man. And, and it's, it's concerning. It's probably not concerning for the launch of the PS5 because I think we're too far along for that. Yeah, he's already had his hands in that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it will affect, you know, the next, the, the, at least the next two years uh, after the, 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 the PlayStation 5 is released. Um, the other thing is that I forgot his name, but there is a senior, uh, I think the head of uh, SIE in Japan uh, retired like hours after Sean Layden left. So, so it's been, it's been crazy, man. I mean, what do you think? You got any other theories? Uh, any, any other input on this, man? I mean, it's nuts. You know, sometimes when you're doing so well, like winning solves all, right? Like in sports, a lot of times that's talked about, like some of the teams that are, have some of the best success in any sport have some of the biggest uh, issues behind the scenes and you would never hear about it because everybody wins, haha, go home, bury the hatchet because we're all, we're all champions, right? Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> you know that, right but when you when you when you don't but when when the empire falls things get exposed or or sometimes you know things kind of spill out as as your in your success and and you see this happen you know i'll give another uh, you know analogy uh mike and mike on espn you know that was a show for years i was on espn mike and mike was a great success everyone who watched that show thought mike and mike were the best friends Came to find out that Mike and Mike couldn't stand each other. They hated each other. They were looking <laughs> at his face after the cameras went off, and they literally had canceled the show. When they were, <laughs> no one would have known Mike and Mike hated each other, but they kept doing the show. Look, that's not the case on Nolo Time. But <laughs> what I will say 
is that some you know what there could be some personal stuff going on here behind the scenes of Sony where people just aren't doing well together. You would never know because they're winning absolutely they're very yeah. well, and sometimes personality clashes and, and and decisions and and things where people are just don't don't really care for. And at some point, decisions have to be made. I feel like that could be the case here. I don't know. That's me looking from the outside. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I, I'm concerned for the future and who is going to uh, replace uh, Sean Layden because it has to be someone, you know, that one fans like two, ha- you know, that's let's turn, let's, let's flip that over. It's like if one, someone with the necessary experience uh, to, to carry the legacy of, you know, Jack Tritton and now Sean Layden, and then someone that fans actually like. I mean, Shuhei Yoshida maybe, but Shuhei has been hiding for the last couple of years too, man. <laughs> if you noticed, like yeah, ever since ever sure. since Sean Layden took over, like Shuhei has been like in the background sort of thing. You know, he hasn't been out there as much, and uh, he hasn't been putting videos or doing interviews that much. I mean. And Shuhei was out there when the PS3, when the PS4 was coming out. You know, he was out out there with you know oh, Andrew Boys and 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 all these guys and Andrew House. Just he was hanging out and out on stage and you know, where's Shuhei? Hashtag free Shuhei. You know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I I mean, there's stuff maybe, going on there. Yeah, maybe Sean was the problem, and he was like on a power trip and wanted to like take over. I mean, I don't know, um, but I mean, it, it is concerning. Um, it's you know because it's uh, it's it's you know at the end of the day, it's about about brand loyalty, right? Uh, if the day comes where where PlayStation ceases to be, I'll be I'll build a gaming PC. I'm not gonna buy an Xbox. Uh, that that's just straight up, right? I'll buy I'll keep buying Nintendo consoles or whatever they're doing, but I'm not gonna buy an Xbox. Um, and that's just, just not out of like being me being a fanboy is that I can play all their older games on PC. I'd rather just spend the money on, you know, uh, a nice rig than, you know, a box. And if I have to finagle around with settings, so be it. But, you know, unfortunate. Yes. Um, we will definitely see, uh, how long was Sean Layden with, with PlayStation about three years, there, right? There, yeah, yeah, he was uh, actually he was with them. Yeah, when he got promoted into that role, it was there for a while. Yeah, because he got promoted. Um, he was out. Um, I want to say the year before God of War got announced. Yeah. So. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, good. Know, three three good and a half years. years maybe. Um. You know, and now Cass is Cass Farai is gone too because he retired. So it's like this is like a brand new Sony. Um, but there's there's definitely something happening. It is fishy. It is really abrupt. Um, that's the thing. It's it's just abrupt. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Death Stranding sucks, and and he gave him he gave Hideo Kojima you know a ton of money i don't think that game had a a budget of over like 30 million if you ask me i think that game has the has half the budget of mgs5 to be honest with you the most expensive part was probably just getting some of those actors involved yeah i mean 
not even the most but uh, yeah, yeah yeah probably yeah yeah because they didn't have to spend you know on a on a on an engine they didn't have to you know uh they, they outsourced a lot of stuff to the to other sony studios um but man it's just it's just weird i don't i don't i don't know how i don't know how i feel it's it's confusing um but but yeah so it's a it's a yeah so i just found another article talking about the the jim ryan stuff on another website so i mean that could very well be it man um i mean i know that that ryan's out there and when 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 he took over everyone was like oh crap no and I was one that was skeptical. Remember, we could, I don't even remember the uh, the the uh, episode yeah. number, but I talked about it when it happened. Um, and and I mean, I was cautiously optimistic, and now everything is like falling apart. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Atsushi Morita was the uh, SIE Japan president that retired the same day that Sean Layden quit or was removed. You know. We don't know. I mean, he departed uh, in which which direction. We don't know. Um, I mean, apparently he did uh, like did a reply to the Japan account of PlayStation and he liked some of the tweets from like the <laughs> Japan stuff, but he didn't like the ones from the U.S. office. So it's strange. it's really strange, man. Um We'll see as you know things come out. Um, Sony's a very private company where they don't they don't really uh, you know will spill a lot of the beans and go do a lot of drama out there. Uh, same with Microsoft, you know, and and you know Nintendo more than all of them. Uh, they're all very secretive, uh, but you know I'm curious to see what. The, the the what and the whys and, and all the questions, I don't think we'll ever get answers. Uh, all we can hope is that, you know, things flow the way they should. From what I can see, man, slashing PlayStation Now in half, the prize in half, and doing crossplay, like the following two days after Sean Layden left. All good news. Those are actually good news. Yep. So, you know, what whatever was happening, whatever was happening with Sean Layton was preventing these things from happening, because they just got announced right away. Yeah, potentially that that could be a large large factor there. I mean, when you restructure, it's typically to do things differently, right? You don't do it just for the sake of you know making people happy. You do it because you want to make things better. And uh, if you know if you splitting this thing in half, like you you and I both instantly were surprised by that news i was like wait was nothing 20 bucks yeah it was now it's 10 bucks that's it's phenomenal uh the cross play stuff fans have been asking for that for a long time i wasn't like i would be one of the few people who i would not defend that that i don't know why that wasn't something that they were more open to earlier on um but that could have been a sean thing like that easily could have been something that he was just like no exclusive exclusive just us just our our people let's not be open to this but but the community is really asking for it. It's a great move to make sure that you that you you do that. It makes people happy, and when you make people happy, you get people to invest more money. That's just the way it goes. Positive publicity. Yeah, like this. This was a, a especially the PlayStation Now stuff was really big with PC gamers. Massive. 
you know, I was like, oh, great. I mean, you, you mean I get a game service that is not Xbox and I can, you know, play good game? Good. They've added God of War GTA 5. They've added uh, Uncharted. Infamous, Uncharted. You know, they've, they've added a top line of games. Good uh, and then Bloodborne's already there. Uh, you get MTS4. I mean, the MTS4 streaming, right? Because it's the PS3 version. For sure. But the PS4 games, you can actually offload to the computer and play local. You don't have to stream them. Um, at least that's the case on a PS4. I'm not sure how they do it on PC, but um, but that's the, that's the case on uh, on PS4. Yeah, man. I mean, whatever's going on, I mean, they, they, they followed up with two very good news, in my opinion. So we'll see. Uh, we'll find out in a few months. Uh, again, PS5 is probably about what? May based on my predictions, about a, d- a year away. Maybe Sony wants to go back into E3 and Sholin was the one that canceled the show, wants to shut it down. <laughs> so just like Joe shut down the low time over the shut weekend. Shut it down. <laughs> I will uh, shut it down. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that, Joe. That's what we got, man. Uh, go ahead and plug us in and. We're just going to go ahead and get some rest. Yeah, guys, you guys got to make sure you're connected. We've got a lot of great stuff coming. We mentioned on the show that I will be seeing Joker tomorrow. Obed will not be joining me. I'm very saddened by this, but it's okay. It's that family life versus that bachelor life that he always bothers me about. But anyways. It chose Joel, not him. Chose me, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a life I deserve, not necessarily the life I need. But, <laughs> but what I will say so with Joker coming out tomorrow, I will try to do a live reaction after I watch it. So make sure you're following us at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, also, make sure you're subscribed to our show so when our next episode drops, when I go in-depth discussion about the movie, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, how the box office is. I'm really curious, man. I'm really, really curious. Supposedly, since we have a big box office, might be bigger than what's even been predicted. Might be less. We don't know. Uh, so we'll see how that all comes into effect. But uh, make sure you subscribe to our show, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, we want to make sure you feel open to send any feedback, questions, comments, topics we could discuss on the show. Send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at g- gmail.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, and we can't wait to see you guys on our next episode. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>